Recent research shows that teens are more likely to experiment with recreational drugs during the summer when the school year ends. Parents' awareness of this trend can make a difference. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Joseph Palomar, an associate professor in the Department of Population Health at the NYU School of Medicine. So, Dr. Palomar, you were the senior investigator of a study that was looking at teenagers and risky behavior. Tell us more. Was this primarily about illicit drug use or were you looking at other risks as well? We were only looking at initiation of use of various recreational drugs. People on this national survey who reported that they had ever used a particular drug were then asked, have you initiated this drug in the past year or so? So we essentially looked at when people used for the first time among people who had used. And then we could see, is there seasonal variation with regard to when use was first started? So when we see that more than one-third of teens and adults who tried LSD for the first time did so in the summer, that just means those who tried it for the first time, not that one-third of all teens or adults have tried LSD. Yeah, the numbers are still pretty low for teens and for adults. But what we found is that among people who used LSD, a third used for the first time over the summer. I think that's a pretty large portion of people starting for the first time over the summer. And I think it's because the party scene is very big in the United States over the summer, particularly the festival scene. A lot of people are using ecstasy and LSD and drugs like that at parties and festivals. And the people you're describing, are they generally older than teenagers? Is it all age ranges? What are we talking about? I think it's primarily people in their late teens and young adults. But we have people of all ages initiating drugs. Of course, far fewer older adults are initiating drugs like cocaine and LSD. But there are some older people that are using or initiating It is surprising to me that LSD was the one that was the highest one on the list in terms of those trying it. But then again, LSD is less prevalent than a lot of the other drugs. So marijuana, for example, is the most prevalent drug in the United States and elsewhere. Ecstasy, cocaine, LSD are all less prevalent than weed. Why does it matter that we learn when some of these behaviors first occur? It helps that we know when these behaviors occur because if we want to try and prevent them or if we want to try and prevent potential harm associated with use, it really helps to know when this is happening. For example, if you have a kid or you have a friend who is at risk for using a drug for the first time over the summer, you might be able to help educate that person about the potential risks of using that drug. And if they insist on using, maybe you could help provide them with information of how to at least try to be safe if they insist on doing it. What was the biggest surprise that you encountered in this study? In all honesty, when I started off doing the preliminary analysis myself, I really wanted to focus just on ecstasy at the beginning. I initially thought that ecstasy use initiation would spike over the summer and the other drugs would not. But what we found is that all drug initiation spiked over the summer because I was hypothesizing that since ecstasy is such a big party drug in the festival scene, that initiation would increase. But it turns out all these drugs increased over the summer. So what advice can you offer to parents and other people who are concerned about this issue on how to perhaps deal with it? I think we have to be realistic that a lot of young people are going to try drugs no matter what we say to them. 
I think we have to be understanding. I think we have to try and find a way to prevent use. We don't want young people using illegal drugs, but if they insist on using, we have to make sure they're at least educated about what they're doing to prevent bad things from happening. And you said we should try to prevent use. Any steps there that you can recommend? I always recommend honest education. A lot of people aren't very affected by scare tactics. For example, if you're trying to instill fear in someone for using ecstasy, for example, it might work initially, but if that person knows other people who use ecstasy and these bad things did not happen, then they're not going to believe you and your scare tactics. They're going to believe their friends who use it. So I think we need to be honest and we need to be careful with the fear tactics and they could backfire. Dr. Joseph Palomar, Associate Professor in the Department of Population Health at the NYU School of Medicine. Thank you very much for joining us today. No problem. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That wraps up another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack Internet services are provided by Pear.com. Thanks to this week's contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm your host, Chris Whitting inviting you to join us next week for another edition of InfoTrack.